The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome back to The Space Between... Uh, covering the mandalorian season two we are watching or we watch some might say uh episode or chapter 13 i did i watched it called the jedi with me today on this uh post thanksgiving trip to fan train is uh the co-host of the space between it's uh dan cole that's me yep i'm Uh, also here also with us he is the pretty much showrunner talent and star of wreck my podcast it's Krager. hello everyone i am dave filoni <laughs> <laughs> so this was a pretty big episode we finally got to see um clerks two character uh, played by rosaria dawson um obviously <laughs> eating at movies for so long and working there has mutated her in some ways uh her skin is um almost Cheeto in color, uh, and she grew some probably tumorous appendages off of her head. We open this episode with, I think, Mando just headed to Corvus, right? Nope. Nope. No, we, we didn't. We open with How? Ahsoka. Cutting oh. down trees. Oh, that's right. So there's a bunch of dudes in like a spooky forest, kind of? Yeah. <laughs> um, And they're like, you know, looking for her, and she's like, looking for them to not be alive anymore. Um, One of them finds what they were looking for. Uh, The other found death, most likely. (laughs) Uh, That was a pretty cool scene, I feel. Just cutting trees and force throwing trees. and Yeah. I'm glad we didn't have to wait the entire episode to see her for three seconds like you predicted. Yeah, Yeah. I really kind of assumed that that would have been the case, and I'm kind of glad it wasn't also. Uh, The second I saw her, I'm all like, oh, thank God Tim didn't ruin it. (laughs) because oh. <laughs> it would have been tim's fault 100 percent. Oh, 100 percent. then i could have started a, a podcast called uh wreck my mandalorian <laughs> wreck my ahsoka oh my gosh no but so she goes up to this lady with like a spear and she's all like yo you know what i want and she's like tell me what you want <laughs> and ahsoka's like I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. (laughs) And then the lady with the spears like a zig a zig. Ah. (laughs) She gives her kind of a timeline. She's looking for something or or someone. Um, Looking for information. Yeah, some type of information. And this lady apparently has it, but does not want to give it up, and is willing to kill the entire population of her tiny little town, which apparently has hundreds of people, but it looks like eight people probably total live there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Seems like we see one street. Yeah. <laughs> so, but she's got some some cool looking droids and then like some like, you know, 
rough looking army bounty hunter. Please man. tell me you knew who the bounty hunter was. I mean, the, her, he looks so familiar. I didn't her, look her, it up. He, um, uh, well, he's actually a mercenary. That is Kyle Reese. Oh, that's why he looks so familiar. Yeah, you know, okay. I was like, who is this Alien, guy? Terminator K2. Like, yeah, kind of a big yeah, deal. Okay. Kind of okay. a big deal. pieces fame. Yeah. What's his, oh, what's his, um, I forgot his real name. But like, yeah, Michael Bain, Michael Ma- Bain, Ma- like Michael, that. I think Michael Bain or something like that. But yeah, he's like, it would, yeah, kind of a big deal. He's, he's the father of John Connor. All right. Awesome. I was going to look that up and then I forgot. So I'm glad that you could fill that in for me. Cause it's like, this guy seems so familiar. His voice. I just can't mm-hmm. place it. Yeah. I haven't watched any of those movies, but I heard. You've never seen Terminator? No. You've seen Alien. I, no. You've seen, seen Yellowstone. Alien. I've never heard of Yellowstone. I don't know what that one is. Wow. Or Tombstone. Uh, but that's why pe- one of the two. That's why I was people- going to say, you didn't say that before. <laughs> I see those all the time in the grocery store. Oh my God. The pizzas? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's why people come to this show, obviously, for uh, very specifically <laughs> my hard hitting analytics on not, on not knowing anything about what I'm involved in. You're like a nerd but- without being a nerd with being a nerd. Yeah, I'm I'm like a dude disguised as a dude playing another dude is most likely what it is. Oh, man. Um, but so they don't they don't come to to an agreement here. Um, so Ahsoka gives her what a day. She's like, I'll be One back day. tomorrow and kill a bunch more of your dudes. And she's like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> she's not scared because they have a really big bell. Bom. You know what I mean? That looks like a tube, like a tube bell. It was too bellular <laughs> man <laughs> that's why people listen to this show to hear <laughs> yep bad puns yeah yep oh man so then we shoot over to the mandalorian right yes okay and he's headed to corvus yes and he has that little death star what do you call those shifter balls just a shifter <laughs> knob. handle it's a shifter knob shifter knob, knob. yeah a knob so the, the child wants Mando's knob, but he doesn't want to give the child his knob. So the child tries to take the knob stealthily and starts to Which twist the knob. I think we're seeing a little bit of development because like the child like listens to him straight up, like understands everything he's saying and follows direction. He like, okay, I'll go yeah, sit sometimes. in my seat. And like, well, at least in this situation, he like understands what he's saying and he's doing exactly what he says. Seems like this might be foreshadowing, and it's certainly seen later. Maybe would you say it's not force shadowing? Uh Oh, it couldn't (laughs) be foreshadowing. Um, My force power is obviously incorrect precognition, so (laughs) I can predict the future inaccurately. (laughs) So I can I can tell you what's not going to happen. Doesn't everybody have that power though? Yes, (laughs) unless I'm playing bar trivia, and then I have accidental cognition because i think i'm yelling out the wrong answer and i yell at the right answer <laughs> there you go i have done that um at christmas uh, my mom got my dad this really big box for christmas and he was like oh my god what is it and i was like it's probably a screwdriver like just joking around because obviously it was a very big box and it was this, this screwdriver thing that he really wanted and she <laughs> hid it in several boxes and i ruined it and i was like but it was such a big box. There's no way it should have been a screwdriver. That's why I said that. No, I ruined it. Was this like last year? 
No, this is, I was like 16. <laughs> so like five years um, ago. Probably younger. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, three or four months ago. I don't know how time, Craigers on the West coast right now. I don't really know how time zones work, Shh, but people don't have to know. We've that. established in other shows that you don't know how time works. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I'm thinking and, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later as well. Um, baby Yoda. Oh, shoot. Uh, the child, the child. Only, really only uses the force for selfish reasons. He really yes. does. He's probably on the path to the dark side. Okay. But it's kind of true. I know. Well, I want to cover this more when we get to that part, but that's like, I, I was starting to sense that and they really like drive that home later in the episode. I going back and thinking about it, there's only one time I feel like he used it selflessly to heal with the mud horn with the mud horn or healing. And that was it. Oh, I forgot about that part. He's done it a couple of times selflessly. Okay. I well, forgot about healing Chubbs and he like slept for two yeah. days. Healing Chubbs is the no, first he, time in a live action Star Wars lore we see force healing. Because that happened. That episode dropped the week before. Didn't it happen in the it, movies? Didn't Ray do it to somebody? No. The episode Trigger dropped it was, a week before the movie came out. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So like if you were really on top of things, you already saw it happen before Ray does it in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. Only a week before, but okay. still before. So that's actually enough. that's super important. So it premiered here first. Mm-hmm. All right, that's kind of rad, actually. Yeah. So he gets to Corvus. He goes to the spooky death forest, and he, he walks up. Well, he sees Baby Yoda did get the. Oh, the knob. that's right. He's, He's like, like, give, give me, me that. my knob. You know, give me my knob back. That's my knob. I don't want you he slobbing on my knob. Away. <laughs> puts his knob in the pocket. So he puts snob away and, and walks up, you know, cause you should, you should always put your knob away before discussing business with a potential client. Yeah. I have found. Put your knob way. away before you meet new people. Yes. Well, <laughs> not always, <laughs> but <laughs> so he walks up and he's like, yo, I'm the Mandalorian. I'm looking for a layover. And they're like, yo, you can come in here and get a layover. And he's like, really? And they're like, yeah. Are you like, are you a real officer or are you like, you know, here for the party? And he's like, last time I checked, I was here for the party and, and they let him in. I think that's pretty much the whole transaction. More or less. Yeah. They're like, Hey, you want a job? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) My price is high. Yeah. No, no, that didn't come in. That was, Oh my God. So yes, he, he, he I says, I need a layover. Can I come in? He's like, I see you look like you're from the guild. Are you from the guild? Is like last I checked. So we get to the sense that um, Reese is also a former member of the guild. Bounty hunters guild. Uh, yeah. Um, but he's no longer part of the guild. Correct. Isn't he burned? No, I think he's just a mercenary. Now. Is it? Oh, you're oh, talking gotcha. about Which Mando? One? Mando? No, Mando. Mando. No, because because Grief Karga kind of runs part of the, uh, he, remember Grief Card is one of the higher ups who runs the guild. So he's friends with yeah. Karga. So I, I assumed because he, I thought he was out of the guild completely because he had other bounty hunters after him in that one episode because he was like an ex guild member and he had the bounty hunters he, after him because Grief Karga kind of, sent stuff after him because grief cargo remember he was still trying to like get back at him 
Gotcha. So I took him saying last time I checked as no, I am not, but I'm going to pretend like I am. Well, it's how I, it's how I took that yeah. line, which is, which is kind of true. Like he's not in it, nor is he, he's not in it or out of it. He's just kind of like, he's just focused on the child and like figuring that out. Like he doesn't care about anything else really right now. Fair. Like technically I am, but meh. Yeah. Have I, so he have, goes I'm in. not up in my membership, but you know, they don't know that. So I haven't paid my dues. Exactly. Um, I just need to renew my card and I just haven't gotten over there. They're closed because of COVID. So I like have to mail it in or make an appointment. So I just don't want to deal with it. Um, so he goes in, he tries to buy some pots from this lady. And then this pot lady was like, eh, and like walks inside. Like everyone's avoiding him. <laughs> super, super odd that this dad is feeding his kids in the alleyway outside of his house. For some yeah, reason. Yeah, that was weird. And then when Mando walks up, he's like, oh, I'm going to feed my kids inside the house that I'm standing outside of instead of this alley instead, <laughs> which is. I well, like it was part. like, don't try to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like, sit wait, here. What? You're not wearing pink. <laughs> um, he, Mandalorian tries to make fetch happen. Um, it's not going to happen. So. He walks uh, up to that lady with the with the spear, I think, right? You know, the and droid, like, the hey. droids come right as he's talking to the old dude and like, you're coming with us, the the ruler or whatever they call her. She wants to see you. Magistrate. Magistrate. There you go. Yeah. We get to see some people in some cool disco rings, having a good time, dancing. <laughs> um, <Gosh. laughs> and then he goes to meet the magistrate, right? Yep. Yeah. Sweet. So then she's like, hey, I got a job. And he's like, hey, my price is real high. And she's like, hey, do you want to kill a Jedi? And he's like, hey, I heard those are really like hard to kill. And she's like, hey, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pay you real well. And he's like, OK. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he kind of repeats my price is really high. And she's like, hey, I got this stick. You want it? And he's like, he's like, oh. And pure Beskar, Beskar, right? Beskar, yeah. with a B. Was is his armor pure Beskar? Yes. Oh, gotcha. So this this kind of shows you episode one of season one and episode five of season two are like basically like paralleling. Like he comes in there. Hmm. There's a magistrate running a town. He's there of the the magistrate is of the empire. They hire him to go after a force sensitive person, and they are offering to pay him. In Beskar. It is like almost an exact parallel of episode one. Is there a connection there? Does does the post empire just have access to a bunch of Beskar for some reason? Um, well, the, is there any? Well, the thing is, is the empire um, were the ones who like, like when um, they, uh, what's the word that the Germans did? Um, Schadenfreude. <laughs> Blitzkrieg. Gen genocide. I think they did the genocide on the Mandalorians. So they took all the uh, um, Beskar that was on Mandalore. They took a lot of it. So they have access to a lot of it because they stole a lot of it. I thought the Jedis were the ones that did that. Well, I mean, there's something called the Purge that's happened that we don't really know about yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. The, I'm pretty you sure know the, something. the Purge was pretty much the, the Empire going after Mandalore. Seems like yeah, it. the Jedi and now, the Jedi and the Mandalorians have always had issues and not liked each other, but the Jedi never like went full German on them. 
Now, what's the deal there? Why don't they like each other? There was some old battle or something or something happened? Um, I actually don't know the exact reason. Because the Smith lady brings it up, right? That they were like ancient enemies because... Because they are ancient enemies. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) I don't don't really know why. Uh, That's a good question. I I, I think I've heard the answer. I just don't really remember, so... I mean, is it because of Order 66? Wasn't that all technically? No, way before then. Yeah, it was was really before then. Because okay. Mandalore, for a long time, was a pacifist planet, yeah. which is why people like the Bo- Death Watch tried to take over, Bo-Kat- because they didn't want that. Uh, and, like, Bo-Katan wants to go back to that way. Her sister was, um, no, Bo- Bo- like, the ruler. Yeah, Bo-Katan doesn't was her want- sister, right? Yeah. So, Bo-Katan's sister was the last real ruler of Mandalore, and she was the one, she was the last one who's like, we're staying past this, we're not going to fight. And Bo-Katan was in the Death Watch at the time, so I don't think Bo-Katan wants it to go back to pure, like, pacifist but like definitely want some peace you know but she'll still like yeah they wouldn't take a side in the clone war yeah they were sweden there gotcha so like both sides kind of didn't like them because it's like well you won't join us so you're against us and she they're like no we we don't want to take either side we're pacifists and like Mm -hmm. well we're gonna take you over then yeah so uh, what's the dichotomy there because i feel like everything i've heard about mandalorians is that they're rad super cool bounty hunters but they're also a pacifist planet i don't so there are there are like um, extremists on either end, of course, and like Boba Boba Fett being from Jango Fett was like people would leave Mandalore to to go follow more warlike ways because the planet as a whole mm-hmm. had this pacifist position. Yeah. Um, and Boba Fett. Are they not a planet just, of super warriors though? No. Oh. No. Some of them are. They have, they have okay. they have as we know from, their warriors are really cool, but like they're like a planet like me. We're we're vegetarian and we're vegan. We don't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't want to get involved if they can help it. But they have some peacekeeping forces. Yeah. And a lot of them are like a strange, like the Death Watch was very separate from the planetary government. Yeah, exactly. And like they, they were like they saw them as terrorists. Mm-hmm. And like I don't remember gotcha. that's one thing. I wish I had more information why Mandalorians and Jedi didn't get along because like all of the cool Mandalorian um armor and guns and weapons are specifically made to counteract like Jedi lightsabers and the force. Right. As like we the, see later in this episode, the when, wire. when we see later in this episode, oh. when Ahsoka um, start, when Mando meets Ahsoka and she goes after him, his best guard is, is impervious to lightsabers. They can block lightsabers. That, that took me by surprise. Cause when they hired him, I'm like, well, they're going to fight. For some reason, mm-hmm. like either yeah. Ahsoka's just going to attack him or he won't realize that the person they're sending him after is Ahsoka, which I don't know why he wouldn't realize that. I was like, but he's going to get wrecked. Like, he's not going to stand a chance. See, I felt like he I, f- then, I felt he knew it was Ahsoka right from the get go. Yeah, I assume so, too, because otherwise he would have said something. Well, I'm, I just happen to be looking for a Jedi, too. Right. Luckily, he's smart enough not to say that yeah. here. Like, right. I figured he knew, like, how many other Jedi type people are there out there at this point? Yes. Like, none essentially hardly any so like it was like well it, they're gonna have to fight because otherwise it'd be a real boring episode yeah. like you know that's gonna happen just with the way things are made yeah i'm surprised they trusted him with uh the child like literally in his backpack peeking out most of the time well i like i, I figured that if everyone else has made a connection so far that he's run into of like oh wow that child is either this bounty or connected to these people or whatever that literally this little mini sith town is would make that connection also as yeah, well, which I feel like they, they he hid he the child wasn't as in plain view as it normally is. Like it was kind of in a pouch, but like for the first part, it was kind of 
more towards his back with the cape draped mostly over it. And then only does it really pop right. out when he's about to go walk away. And then Kyle Reese is like, ah, you got a kid. I'd made one of those too. <laughs> um, no, but uh, uh, what do you get when you cross a Mandalorian and a Mudhorn? The child. Yes, but no. The <laughs> one little tidbit that um, in the, one of the videos I watched, I said like, so when uh, he when the man when when uh the Mandalorian's about to walk away from that town after he accepts the deal, um, that uh Michael Bain or whatever guy, he says like, oh, like what's that? And he's like, oh, it's my good luck charm. And he's like, oh, you're going to need it. And that's kind of like a little like wink because like basically every movie like this guy's been in, it's like a lot of stuff is like going bad. He needs lots of luck on his side, like Terminator, like all that other stuff like that. I haven't heard of those movies before. I I think you're probably making up those titles. Yes, I'm sorry. Terminator, (laughs) Alien, Yellowstone or Tombstone. Aliens. Yeah, those are aliens. So... So, um, Mandalorian finger guns and moonwalks out of there <laughs> and heads into the spooky forest. And I, I did like the different take on a forest moon from before. I expected it to look more or less like the forest moon of Endor, mm-hmm, but it's yeah. like either winter or just like war a dead torn, area. It's, because it's like of, war torn ravage. Yeah. Which is really cool. And which is, a, I like that different aesthetic here. Yeah. And they had those big ATST looking dinosaur things just eating dead trees yeah i want to see them closer up yeah but they look cool but so he goes out in the woods and he's like lookings and stuff for this jedi and uh then he finds her she finds him yeah yeah, she finds him and she goes Um, she hits him a bunch of times and he blocks it with his armor yeah that's this is the first time we didn't this wasn't something like canon in star wars until now that Beskar can yeah. just repel lightsabers. Like I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, oh, okay, he's got a chance then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I love I thought she set her lightsabers to stun or something. <laughs> like she put it into she was trying to do non-lethal damage and she just took a small, you know, disadvantage to yeah. try to it's, do that. It's like Batman whenever he takes out little henchmen, you know, he just puts them to sleep. They're not dead. They're just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really liked what they did here because like they show like how much more powerful Ahsoka is than the Mandalorian. Like everything he does, she can counteract no problem. And I think that comes from one. She's with Order 66 happening like she's one. There's not many Jedi. So she is like one of the most powerful Jedi in the in the universe right now. But also mm-hmm. all her time fighting with with and beside Mandalorians and how powerful she is. Like it just shows how knowledgeable and good she is. Like she, she had him like very easily and could counteract anything he did. It's a super brief scene, I guess overall that little exchange, but I thought it was super rad. Yeah. She goes after mm. him. Uh, she backflips away as he's flamethrowing her. He gets her with the, the trip wire. She jumps over a tree and cuts it and all <laughs> sorts good. of stuff. It was, it was pretty rad. It was very brief, but it was super rad. It was nice to see more Jedi powers that you don't see mm-hmm. in the the original or prequel trilogies that pretty much only seen in or sorry, sequel trilogies. You pretty much only seen the prequels like force jumping. Yeah. Like being able to use the force to propel yourself much further than a normal jump. Because like in the Clone Wars, she would jump dozens of feet easy, like with no problem. Yeah. yeah. And it was I was glad to see that in live action because you haven't really seen that since like episode one. Exactly. Well. 
So, which is really odd because the most important thing that Order 66 um, did is at the end of, I believe, what's the third prequel movie? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I believe Revenge so. Revenge of the Sith. Um, Put me on the spot. Ooh, dang. In Revenge of the Sith, the most important use for force jumping is established, which is taking the high ground. Yes. Immediately after that, they murder all the Jedi for the most part, or right before it. Yeah. Most of them, yeah. So it is important to not, for the Sith and the Empire very specifically, to make sure that that power does not develop. Mm. So Correct. that is why they killed them all, is because they were on the verge of discovering that they could get the high ground by force jumping. So that's why it wasn't really featured much in the original trilogy, because the Empire had already established itself and their soul goal in life was to make sure people could not get the high ground by force jumping it makes perfect sense to me i'm pretty certain that's canon the only problem with obi-wan is that if anybody has the high ground he wins correct right whether he has it or not exactly so that is why actually another i mean this is extended universe but in the extended universe novel uh, mighty python and the holy grail the <laughs> frenchmen have the high ground which is why they also don't lose in that. I, and that sounds like it makes perfect sense to me so he's like, at one point, they're going to fight some more. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Bo-Katan sent me. I, I, I got I to talk to you. And she's like, okay. Okay. Well, I hope it's about that thing. Yeah. And then pan over to um, Child. Yes. Which, I mean, it makes sense because, like, she knows Master Yoda. So, like, oh, that looks like a little Master Yoda. That's importante. That's actually what she said. Uh <laughs> She was like, come on, star. And the child was like, mucho Garcias. <laughs> mucho Garcia. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they they talk. Actually, they don't. The child and Ahsoka just kind of vibe for a little while. They force talk. Yeah. And he's like, hey, can you understand him? And she's like, no. She's like, in a way. Yeah. Not this is the way. She learns his name is. Grogu. Which I was Grogu. so We got a name now. Little Grogu. He's not the child anymore. He's so you not don't have baby to Shmegma. worry about catching us up there. His name is Grogu. <laughs> not Baby Schmegma or Baby Paul. It's Grogu. Um, I'm not going to remember Grogu. I've almost already called him Grogon like six times uh, in this episode. See, I, I think, thought it's, I, I think, said it sounds like a Digimon. See, I think yeah. it's pretty easy to remember. The thing I love the most is they didn't keep with the freaking Ys. Like we have Yoda and Yaddle. I was like, don't make him Yaddle. Like, please don't. Yeah, right? He's not yeah. Yogu. Oh, she should be Yeetle. <laughs> well, now I'm sad. Yeah, I, don't I don't mind the name Grogu. Now I wish it was Yeetle. Like, the fact that we only have two other names for people of his species, like, there's not really any pattern set at this point other than the Y thing. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm fine with Grogu. Yeah. I think it's cute. Yeah, it's like, you know, um, like, and apparently, he's small. We want him to, you know, grow, dude. Grogu. <laughs> and apparently not only is he 50 which we've known but he's also had several jedi masters mm -hmm. and was trained yeah. on coruscant yeah he's he was with all the other younglings he was probably trained by master yoda also something um uh that's uh been announced that people have done research and said he is born the same year as anakin oh so dope. you know how like i didn't so, see that one so you know how really? like kylo and ray have that connection i don't know if it will happen but like there's well I, well anakin's dead but um, 
They're saying like, doesn't <laughs> say Anakin's not yeah, there anymore. Yeah, the, I, don't, I don't know if they're gonna have By some the way, kind of connection happened, with, uh, with canonically in the timeline of the five series. years. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still recent, Dan. <laughs> how long dead. how how long should it take someone to grieve the loss of one of the best characters of uh, Star Wars? Yeah, little Luke Schmegma, he he lost his daddy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Maybe they'll have some kind of connection with Grogu and um, uh, Darth Daddy. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So, canonically, timeline-wise, are Kylo and Ren alive at this point? Kylo and Ray? No. What did I say? You said Kylo and Ren. Yeah. That's <laughs> not uh, no, I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't I don't believe so. so. Because this is five, they might this they might be babies. This is nine years after the first, the fourth Star Wars movie, and so you, which but it's also after the second Death Star explodes. But like we don't know how long into Han and Leia's relationship they uh, bump uglies and create little death machine. Little Ben, because uh, episode seven, episode seven is twenty years after the destruction of the second Death Star, isn't it? Or is it long? Or is it thirty? Um, Am I forgetting? I think I took Either a picture. Either way, how old are Kylo and Hold on. Let me go and look at our little movie. chart. Off the top of my head, I don't 20s. know. They they look early twenties, late twenties, yeah. somewhere around there. They don't. But that's not something I've looked into for definite ages. But potentially, yeah. Depending on their ages and the exact timeline, that there's potential for them to be alive at this time. If they, very, if very they would be alive, they'd be like super itty bitty. Yeah. Yep. But so she is like, you know, hey, cool. And he's like, oh, my quest is done. I'm going to leave now. Can't you train him? And she's like, yeah, okay. And then they train a little bit. <laughs> and he won't do anything. But she's not- like, let me let me see what he can do first. Yeah. yeah. She's she was like, already, I know he got training there. She was already hesitant, though. See what he remembers. Right. Well, her history with training and okay. being trained hasn't necessarily gone well. I have the um, I have the timeline. Right. So, so, uh, so Mandalorian takes place nine years after the fourth movie, and the most recent trilogy happened thirty four and thirty five years after the most recent trilogy. So, yeah, these are yeah. So, so they're probably so it's about twenty five. So the Star Wars: The Force Awakens happens uh, twenty five years after the Mandalorian. So. Ray and Kylo no. are like, they seem like they're in their mid to late twenties. I think. Yeah. So I think they're supposed to be like early twenty, early twenties or yeah. very late teens. So in the Mandalorian, even, we can assume yeah, that Kylo and Ray are either in the process of being birthed or almost birthed or a little bit birthed. So I'm gonna say they're probably not alive at this point, but they could. Yeah, kind of the same as before. They could be very yeah. young. So we could see them being born during the series or mention of it then. Possibly, yeah. Probably not. Oh, Palpatine's having a grandchild. I need to send a card. <laughs> Nobody knew that, though. Oh. So maybe we'll see Palpatine's Luke son. Luke and Leia are not having a child because they're brother and sister, but Han and Leia there you go. are having a baby. I should I we haven't seen any real mention of the, the core characters like that, which I like. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get that. But there's always potential. I didn't, I didn't I, know Yoda I'm wasn't more considered looking for the inclusion character. of Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Who is? Well, we'll talk about more at the end of the episode. So, so are you trying to say that Yoda is, isn't a core character? No. 
You don't think Yoda's? I would call character. him ancillary. The core characters are Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, C three PO, R two D two, Darth Vader. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Just, All out. just humans. Obi Wan and droids. Chewbacca's a Wookie. He's not a. He's an ancillary character. He's not a main character. He's a main character. No, he only says one thing. No, you don't know what he's. He says a lot of things. You just don't know what it is. No, if you turn the subtitles on, it doesn't say what he's called. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I checked. Oh man. <laughs> So then R2-D2 is not a main character? Oh, snap. Yeah. Get out of my basement. It also says R2-D2 beeps. <laughs> beep boop. Um, no, he does say multiple things. He beep boops, and then he also has the screen. Wow. Yeah. All right, yeah, so they they are testing Grogu. Yeah, which... Yeah. And he won't do anything because he's a little chud. <laughs> and then... Uh, he can be, that's for sure. And then the Mando pulls out the, his knob. <laughs> he's like, oh, if there's a good time to pull out my knob, it's in front of Rosaria Dawson. And he does. Can you blame him? No, not at all. Zero percent chance. <laughs> now, only reason I watched this episode actually is because Rosara Dawson was playing him. Her. Um, <laughs> so he pulls out his knob, and then Grogu's like, "Oh, I need that knob." And he goes, "Yoink!" And she's like, "Yo, yo, I can't, I can't train him." Yeah. And he's like, "No, nah, that's too bad. My quest is over. You had a question mark above your head. I hit accept. I chose my reward, and now I can leave. I'm done. Experience gotten." <laughs> moving on and she's like nah not gonna do that well, well and then i think here they talk about you know probably other stuff or working together oh well speaking of experience and stuff i've realized during this episode that mando is played kind of like an rpg where he only has certain slots of things that he can carry because he always has either the rifle or the jetpack oh because they take up a back slot that's super fair interesting and then because we can see Oh, he's got the jetpack, but not the rifle. <laughs> he's got the rifle. No jetpack, though. Well, that's not oh. true, because he used the jetpack while using the rifle in the first episode this season. That was for a boss fight, though. That was different. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but um, I w- he min-max. He just got rid of all his potions. and Because he was, he was holding the rifle, so it wasn't on his back. I gotcha. Right. It was using his hand slots. So, one thing I really liked is how... Um, uh, Ahsoka brings up the fact that um, Grogu, um, there's a lot of similarities to Anakin and how she experienced that firsthand and how when someone is too emotional, has too much fear and has too much attachment to another person, it, it even the strongest Jedi can become evil. So it's I really like that that parallel she puts and like it kind of puts it in our mind like, yeah, this could be Darth Grogu right here. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be careful. Well, no, I'd go to the dark side for Grogu. What, what she's concerned of is similar to how Anakin had an attachment to someone and they had two kids. I think she is also concerned that Grogu and the Mandalorian will have two children and one of them will bring balance to the force. So again, very legitimate concern. Um, but I did really like the constant nods to her relationship with Anakin and the guilt that she feels about that because it, it when, when she brings it up, it still feels like a pretty fresh wound for her. Mm. Um, yeah, though he did just die a couple of years ago. So maybe yeah. she's dealing with that. Still. And I'm sure she's heard about that. Yeah. There's a fantastic yeah. moment in rebels, the, the animated yeah. show, where she faces mm-hmm. off against Vader for the first time in as like cyborg Vader. Really? And she, yeah, oh, it's fight. so good. They fight in this weird yeah. temple and like she slashes his helmet apart and just his scarred eye 
is shown and like he looks more or less like Anakin did in the Clone Wars series and she like she loses she kind of loses it in a way that like it, it looks like a person she knows now like instead of this robot dude yeah. like this person she fought with he she was his master he was her master for years in the Clone Wars it was such a good moment she always thought that Darth Vader killed Anakin and like she has this like before that scene, she has this moment of like being in a ship close to his ship and like she can force sense. Oh my God, that's Anakin. Like she forced, that's how she finds, that's how she figures out the Darth Vader is Anakin is like the force sense. Yeah. He was endangering the mission. <laughs> From the couple episodes I've, I've seen of the Clone Wars that seemed like a regular occurrence where they'd be sent on a mission <laughs> and then Anakin would be like, no, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah, Anakin would just do whatever he wanted, no matter what the orders were Good. most of the time. He was a pretty yeah. terrible general uh, in no, general. No, because like I said, in the he two episodes I've seen, um, he was ordered to go rescue some people. And then when they were dead, they were like, all right, we'll come back. And he's like, no, there could be someone to save. So um, <laughs> Anakin, probably the best Jedi. I mean, he was extremely skilled. Yeah. And he was very mm -hmm. good at fighting. He was terrible at taking orders and he wasn't a great uh, master for Ahsoka. Like he didn't, he taught her Seems something. Like she turned out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, she's like the embodiment of a gray Jedi now, which is so nice to actually see in lore because yeah. this whole time, like the show being called the Jedi, I don't think that means it's about Ahsoka because she's not a Jedi. Right. Like she left the order decades ago. And it's not about Grogu either because he's obviously a Sith Lord. Right. It's about the very end of the episode. Mm -hmm. We haven't got Which to we'll quite get yet. into then. I might have blacked out during the end of the episode. <laughs> we'll talk about I it. I don't then. remember what happened. Oh man! But so <laughs> they make some arrangement, right, to go back and save the city or talk to her or something. Yeah, they, you know, they they go on their quest to to fix things. In addition, in they they say that a Jedi and a Mandalorian working together, they'll never expect it. That's true. Because they hate each other, but no one remembers why. Right. Yeah, it's like West Side Story in space. It's probably, there was probably <laughs> a Jedi that like force jumped and scuffed a Mandalorian's new Nikes. <gasps> his um, new Beskar mm, Nikes. Yeah, his Air, his Beskar Jordans, Beskar Jordans. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, it was so funny. He was like, yeah, your laser swords aren't going to be enough against all that they have. And she's like. I'll just, you know, attack oh, at the right. front gate. Yeah. So he and yeah. he says specifically the types of droids and how many of each weapon they have. I, I like that a lot. Really liked that, too. Uh, like, I really appreciated that, like, a whole lot. HK assassin droids, mm -hmm. which Tim should recognize as B-52. Yeah. What? No, they're from the Knights of the Old Republic games. Oh, yeah. Yes, apparently. Only, yeah, there was a lot of Knights of the Old Republic like references in this in this episode. So I never played like the actual Knights of the oh Old Republic Oh my god, games. Tim, you're the worst. I what played, is your problem? <laughs> I played you that. were just like last episode. You're all like, oh, I know who Thrawn is. He was a type of person you could be. He was a chess, yeah. And that was a playable race in the MMO Knights of the Old Republic. Wasn't it called something slightly different? It like was. The, was uh, it just the Old Republic? Yes. Yep. It was called the Old Republic. That's it. So I guess I, I don't. I have not played the Knights of the Old Republic games. Apparently that's what these assassin oh droids are God, from. Oh my God, they're the worst. They look lame though. Yeah. They weren't exactly inspiring. I thought they were more like. They didn't even really look like droids. Yeah, kind of. I thought they were more like the assassin droids from the Droid Federation armies that were awesome. The ones mm, that like rolled out. Yeah. 
No, those are droid no, no, no. Those the, are no, destroyer no, so droids. Like, you have you have like the you have like the stormtrooper level droids. Then you have like the dark trooper level droids. Yeah, they're really which good. Are like way better. Okay, those assassin droids. I thought they were called assassin droids. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're like stealth droids or something. They know. could actually wreck face. All I know is release the droid decals. <laughs> I always thought they were called really pulleys. That's all I remember about the droid destroyers. Oh they have two names. They're destroyer droids or droid decaz. Oh. Why they I don't know yeah, why they're like, two names. Because because it's because of when they roll, it's like Taka. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. they go back to the place, but not together because they're not like really in a relationship because Gogo's ate right there. And oh She's like, hey, I'm back. And they're like, well, I'm going to ring this bell. And she goes up there and doesn't kill them. She knocks them out oh. with her lightsabers and then cuts could the you bell in half. Could you imagine in the background if it was playing, won't you ring my bell? Ring my bell. Like, that would have been badass. I was surprised they didn't play that in the background. They have all this budget for two glowy lightsabers, but they don't have uh, money to be able to play that song. I did read, I didn't notice this when I watched it, when they talk about Grogu being, uh, Yoda being the same race as Grogu, apparently Yoda's theme plays in the back, like, subtly. Wow. I missed it, but I thought that was kind of cool. I missed it as well, but that's something I found out in my research as well, which is a nice little tidbit of information on the, like, I love little cool things they do like that. Service. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's going in there wrecking house and stuff, and then... What happens? Is this where you blacked out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been blacking out a In lot like recently. The most action-packed really part of the episode? Cool. Well, she like fights her way to that that uh, Japanese Western street, yeah. you know, center of the town, and she's just kind of standing there, and they're like, all right, we're going to do this, and, and then she like fights them all that Mando told her not to do, but I guess he didn't realize how awesome she is, and she just like yeah. the, the lady, what's her name, Magistrate um, Elsbeth, I think her name was, she like retreats back behind the next set of walls and then sends the assassin droids out. And then Ahsoka has to like run off the street because there's too many lasers. We find yeah. out that Kyle yeah. Reese has a shotgun laser blaster, a sawed off shotgun yeah. laser blaster. Yeah. That he has to cock every rad. time. It seems completely ineffic like inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that not make sense, though? Either don't aren't blasters charged by other stray blaster fire. Isn't that like a thing? What? What's the what's the power source for a blaster pistol? I don't know. No battery inside. A couple double A's. Those are bunny. Oh, space gotcha. double A's. Oh, okay. All right. No, that's fair. Um, I thought way, way, way back when I remember being in high school and my friend Ryan had this big book of like Star Wars technology stuff. And we got in a big argument. Him and somebody <laughs> else got in a big argument about how there's not ammo in Star Wars and that's stupid. And yeah. he was like, no, oh, not. well, something about like blasters pulling energy from other blaster shots as they're fired at what? like old laser tag guns. I could be so off base here. I def I don't remember so, that, but I didn't so have the, that book, the, whatever so it was. What I can say is like, at least from playing the actual video games, unlike someone who says he does, uh, I um, played an actual video game. Excuse me. It just wasn't <laughs> what I thought it was. It was what I thought it anyway, was. I just didn't know the name of it. So when I, the, the newer ones that I've played, um, when you shoot, you know, like it, it'll overheat and like you have to let it cool down. So like it is like, so I think there is a power source that is constant energy and like bullets, but like if you use it too much too quickly, it'll overheat and you have to let it cool down and stuff like that. That is the only thing they have, but you do not run out of ammo. 
We've cool. never seen anybody reload a gun in Star Wars. Yeah. It's um, inefficient, bro. So then why does he have a gun, that you, a shotgun you have to cack? Right. Like, like uh, a, a, maybe, a, maybe it sounds maybe cool. It's a like, like throwback to the, it, maybe that's a little like wink, wink to Terminator. Maybe. I don't know. It seemed, it was kind of cool, but then it was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. I also missed that completely. I didn't even notice that. That was certainly. Shocker. You know, while blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this is when Mando comes in to help. He jetpacks in and just blasts some dudes with his mm-hmm. pistol. Yeah. Uh, it's probably important the, to I, point out when she first walks in, she throws his pauldron. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To say, you know, yeah, she she has his little shoulder his shoulder piece and to throw it down like I killed him. Son, what you going to do about it? I did like that fake out. That was good. It wasn't really a fake yeah. out because she just knocked unconscious all those other guys with lightsabers. So like the fact that he would she would have killed somebody is probably. A little excessive. I really didn't really yeah. like how gray they made it on whether she was actually killing these guys or whether they were just falling over. It was kind of dumb to me. Well, I mean, in the very beginning, she was like cutting no, them was, in half. She no, she wasn't. Yeah, she, she was cut totally a tree was. in when, half and then threw it at somebody. Well, she, she kept doing the like no. cross lightsaber thing at the guy and taking yeah, him out. Yeah, no, she killed him. And do you not remember when she cut the bell? Her lightsaber went through the dude and the bell. No. Yeah. Nope. Didn't happen. Oh Ahsoka God. does she not also hold threw, back. She also threw guns at people. True. She didn't. She didn't uh, kill them. Just because you can kill people doesn't you have to kill everybody. Mm, I disagree. You can just maim them and de- and decapitate them and like you know knock them out. But make them have little naps. So yeah, she's jumping over roofs, not killing people. Force jumping. Force jumping. Um, Force jumping. Running through the streets. I did really kind of like that scene where they're like all looking around for her and they can't tell and she just kind of keeps coming out of the darkness and taking people out. She's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. Cuts the one assassin droid in half after running up the side of a building and flipping over it. Yeah. Yep. I love how they really, in this episode, they show how powerful she is and show that she is the best Jedi, Jedi there ever was, in my opinion. No, she's so. the best Jedi that's still alive, that's for sure. Um, Anakin was the best <laughs> Jedi that ever lived. Um, <laughs> anyone that kills some younglings is number one in your book. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. It... <laughs> If you can't handle PvP, you know what I mean? Just get out of the game. <laughs> don't don't flag yourself for PvP or join a PvP server if you can't handle it. Um, you gotta have some friendly fire. Right. That's how I would play most games normally. Friendly fire was involved and there was voice chat built in. Oh my god, I was gonna make some people mad. Um, only imagine. Um, yeah. That sounds like a bad time for everybody uh, else. I'm gonna flag this just in case I want to cut it out. But there was Let's this give old, me some PUBG flashbacks. There was this game called uh, Shadowrun. Actually, had a um, game for a little bit. It ended up the studio ended up like dissolving while it was being made, so they only had the online multiplayer. Like Thanos snap, right? So, but the super cool thing about it was was that there was friendly fire and a bunch of like powers and magic and shit, and, which was super cool for a like third person like online shooter. But if you stab somebody in the back with a sword, they would bleed out and you couldn't fix yourself unless you were magically healed. Magical healing also bound you to the person healing you. So if someone rezzed you or healed you, you would then start to take those wounds again if that person died because they had to maintain the healing on you. (laughs) So what you could do is I could take a katana and all the healing and res powers and I could cut all of my team members in the back so they were constantly bleeding out and then heal them so that they knew because I'm the one that healed them. If I die, they all die. What? 
So You're turned, such a piece of shit. So it turned into this thing where I'm going to piss all of these people out and then give them their only ability to be able to live that rests solely on me being alive for them to continue playing this round. So you're, you're forcing the them to worst. keep you alive. Yes, but also oh be very God. mad at me at the same time. <laughs> and if they do God, kill you... me, it kills everyone else on the team. So then everyone else gets mad at them as too. It was really great. It was a great game. You're what was a this psychopath. Game? Uh, it was the Shadowrun game. Oh, right. Anyway. Well, I just I just loved uh, PUBG. Like if you're, you and your friends are taught playing and they pissed you off, you shoot them in the head. Yeah. Yep. No, I needed that level <laughs> three armor. And then you the whole thing where you start resing them. And then before it finishes, you stop. Do it again. <laughs> then you stop. <laughs> <laughs> but so she fights all them dudes and droids and then I think Mando comes out at this point when she goes beyond the wall to uh try to fight the magistrate. Mhm. And then they have a little old western scene. They do and it's a really cool scene where they're just kind of talking it up like he doesn't neither of them really particularly wants to fight the other one. Yeah. But or at least it seems like a uh, big chuck uh, from Elite Eight Showdown actually had a really good point he brought up in the Discord. Where during this scene, a little bit later on, when um, what's it, Michael Bain is gonna put his weapon down and like surrender, mm-hmm. um, Mando's body language, pretending to go for the gun and then pretending to be like retreating from that as he puts his gun down, knowing that the other um, assassin is going to be that it would, could provoke the other guy to to actually fire. Sneaky snake. Yeah. I guess is, is like a really big wrestling thing. And I thought that was really cool. Huh? And I wish I explained I it better because it it's very Western. I just loved it. It's cause like it's plays in the whole space Western part of this, but also because Michael Bain is from like Yellowstone, like a very Western thing. So yeah, I remember Yellowstone. Um, so <laughs> Ahsoka and the magistrate are having their fight. And as we've established uh Ves- Besker armor and, spears and metal or or whatnot can block lightsabers i was ready to get real mad i was like if they kill ahsoka here by this almost nameless bad guy blah 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 i was like i'm gonna be done with this show i'm almost i'm almost very i'm very disappointed that you even thought that for a second like that never crossed my mind they're not as a possibility i didn't really think it was gonna happen i was like if if that's the way they go with this for whatever (laughs) reason I'm just gonna be I need so you to mad. Shut your whore mouth and don't ever think that. Well, again. luckily she knocked. Then she knocks away one of the lightsabers out of her hand, and I was like, "Come on, what's happening?" Right. Well, for real, because if Ahsoka was any good, she would know the dual wielding sword should beat spear in pretty much every situation. You just gotta close, and you can use one weapon to close. And after you've closed, you've already won. Like that. Oh, that that should have been a three second fight. Spear is super at a disadvantage against a dual wielding sword. User. Realistically, it should have been a three second fight. But I really liked what they did. I. I know why they did that. So have her lose her like long sword version of her laser sword. So she just had the short sword left and she went into that uh, very classic Ahsoka pose where she holds the sword backwards. Also super impractical against. Mm-hmm. It is very impractical, but it's how she always did it in Clone Wars. And it just looks cool where yeah. she had the long yeah. sword in one hand, the right, the normal way. And then the short sword which, opposite. Which that, that is like a, that is like a ninja samurai way of fighting. having both your swords backwards like that. Now, also, sword in front of you at all times. Like Jedi just do stupid stuff. That's true. This, this is this is why you get shot and killed, or not shot and killed, but this is why you you know. But then throwing off the ledges or whatever. Then she does beat her, and I was like, okay, good. Now, I didn't really notice it, and until you just brought it up again, the fact that she had a long sword and a short sword 
her, her lightsabers in this episode were the same length, were, were they not? No, her, the one no, in her left, you, I guess it kind of switches, but one of them is a little bit shorter than the other. Okay. Definitely like long swords, yeah. short in, sword in style. In the Clone Wars, it's, more, it's, it's a lot more exaggerated, but it wasn't as exaggerated in this, but there is one that is shorter than okay. the other. I think in the Clone Wars, at one point, she even had one was yellow and one was green. Okay. So it was more obvious, but now they're just two white ones. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes. Which, Dan, which, um, do you guys know how her lightsaber is white? Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't we talk about this before? Yep, it's in Hollywood, oh, yeah, so yeah, anything mind, that was taken up previously by a crystal of color has now just been whitewashed. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I did think that what we talked about last time or what you guys talked about last time with her, like, finding... Because the red ones are kyber crystals that have been tortured. Yes. And then she fixes them yeah she got she gets two from either i can't remember if it's one inquisitor with two lightsabers or two inquisitors and she takes her kyber kyber crystals and heals them yeah and then they're just pure white force to represent that she's not jedi or sith she doesn't have the colors of the jedi she doesn't have the red of the sith yeah she's in between i i I did really i think that's super cool white bread bro (laughs) she's wonder bread call her wonder bread um so yeah she wins and uh, Mando shoots that other guy when he goes to put down his weapon but doesn't really put down his weapon. He puts it down, but then he tries to draw another one from his back. Yeah, one that he doesn't have to cock. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, um, he knew that if he had to he had to cock that shotgun blaster one more time, Mando was definitely going to shoot him in that time. Yeah. So he wanted to draw the other pistol yeah. off his back poorly. <laughs> Correct. Um, I, lo- I love the little back and forth they have where it's like, Maybe mine will win. Maybe yours will win. We don't really know. And then there's that dad that feeds his kids in the alley because they don't deserve to be fed in the house. <laughs> um, helps Mando get some of those people out of their disco dance rings. I dance did really like yeah. that. It was like he was going to die mm-hmm. if yeah. they lost anyway, but he went out. I thought that showed a lot for that unnameless character who well, we, raises we, kids We learned poorly. later that he's basically, he was like the governor of this place before the Empire came in. So Did they say that at some point? I missed that. It's kind of inferred. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, he's 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 the leader of the place before the uh, bad people come in. Town. So with the magistrate knocked out unconscious um, because Ahsoka can't kill people, um, the city is now happy and vibrant and colorful again. Yay! And uh, what's her name? Ahsoka tries to give Mando his payment for killing her, and he's like, "No, I haven't killed you yet." And she's like, right, but you'll kill me eventually. And he's like, oh, okay. That's exactly then, how that conversation went. And then he takes the uh, the pure Beskar spear. And he fills his melee slot. And he fills his melee slot. So now he no longer has uh, punch fists. He can't punch anymore. Because he's got a spear. Because Yeah, he'd have to unequip the spear to be able to punch people. Right. So now I'm curious, does he carry the spear on his back? So can he have spear and rifle or spear and jetpack? Oh, maybe he can... Unless he's carrying the spear everywhere. Maybe he gets a harpoon gun. Well, that'd be super cool. So he can shoot the spear. I bet he'll just leave the spear in the Razor Crest and not use it because... Oh, yeah. Realistically, he probably shouldn't because he's not been trained with a spear, I'm sure. Right. Or... Or melt it down, we get Grogu armor. (laughs) Um, I could see, very legitimately to Dan's point, it being left in the Razor Crest. 
and then being used as some other random plot point at some point. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a MacGuffin oh, yeah, yeah. later on. Yeah, he does. He does a barrel roll, and like one of the passengers falls. I was like, oh, I'll be stabbed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, someone will get on the ship to get Grogu, and Grogu will force impale them with the the Besker spear. Yeah, or that should be kind of cool. But so we kind of glossed over when she when Ahsoka defeats you know the lady. We get possibly the biggest teaser to a character we've had besides Ahsoka. Mm, oh yeah, real happy. Uh yeah, only because. Oh yeah, you guys said that this dude was a chiss. I didn't know who he was, but yeah, um, yeah. So she's been looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. Now there's a comic book yeah, series about this guy, right? Yeah, there's. He's been in. A, he's like the biggest villain in Star Wars, other than Vader, who's never been in live action. He was in Rebels for yeah. a long for a lot yeah, of the series. He, he was. He was. He was like the biggest baddie in Rebels. Really? I know in the extended universe that obviously is no longer canon. He was a huge deal. He has um, some new books about him, and he has. He's been in the comics a bit as well, where he's. The worst bad guy Can like he makes i don't know that much bit. about him oh but he's super smart okay he he is the leader of the entire imperial navy as the grand admiral hmm. uh and he's just like ruthless so he's super smart he's the grand admiral of the queen's navy and um <laughs> he's a chiss which is awesome yeah, he's a blue big blue dude yeah he's pretty tall he wears a white suit instead of the gray most imperials do okay like that guy from rogue one Yes, which I think right. I think there's it's in, there's been speculation the guy who voiced him who's like kind of a, a big deal actor actually I think he's the brother of um, Han Solo. Uh, the, no, the guy who the um, the actor who played Jarison um, Gord. Okay, in uh, in Rogue One, the girl, her dad. You know how he works for the Empire. Mads yeah. Mickelson is the actor. Yeah, I th- I think it might be his brother voiced. Um, Thrawn and might reprise that role. I don't That'd know. That'd be cool. I also could be wrong. Niles Nicholson? But I know it was a... <laughs> His brother? I have to double check. I'm I'm not sure. I watched a video and they said some stuff and I wasn't sure. They said lots of names. But anyway, so Thrawn's going to be in it, which is... I'm actually pretty excited for. That sounds cool. I well, like Chiss. I would like to yeah. see this lead to Thrawn being like the big bad guy here because Gideon would work for Thrawn. Yeah. Well, really? one thing they said yeah. is there's going to... There's going to be spinoff series. I think Ahsoka is getting her own series. So there's going to be at least two or three spinoff series from the Mando. So this may be like something that they may do into another series. Makes- they may not, they not, they might, they may hmm. not use it in Mandalorian, but they may use it in a different series. Sounds good to me. If there's an Ahsoka series that features on her trying to get back at Thrawn, oh. uh, which we know oh from Rebels, God. Ezra is also like tracking mm-hmm. he's like he yeah, like disappeared so, with thrawn at the end of that series yeah, so. so who's so ezra tim ezra bridger so, ezra bridger is um a little is a little jedi who um was trained by freddie prince jr <laughs> legit and um <laughs> really the, the yeah he played the character that trained ezra okay and this is all the rebel series okay which is not canon it is yes oh okay Yes. So the last time we see Thrawn, Ezra uses these space whales that can hyperspace. Yeah, jump. they're awesome. And one of, yeah. So they um, so they attach themselves. He like he can like force talk to them. So they're on his side. He's all like, I am like Aquaman in space. Um, and so 
they attach Thrawn is about to like defeat a bunch of people. Then he, the space whales and him, Ezra come in, save the day. And then, so the space whales and their tentacles have Thrawn all like wrapped up in a ship. And then Ezra and like, they're also on ta- attached to, uh, Thrawn's big ship. And then they, to save the day, he basically just, uh, light speeds. So Ezra Thrawn and the whales in the ship light speed, no one knows where because you know the whales kind of go where they please and that's the last time we see them so we know that ezra and thrawn were together and then like ahsoka like basically says her mission is to go find ezra and like save yeah. him from whatever and, happened which which is also means we probably get to see sabine wren which i'm surprised we haven't yet honestly sabine, sabine wren. Yeah. so sabine I, is another mandalorian from rebels who um yeah. she she had the dark she's also part of point. like royalty family yeah she was yeah, part of she's the one who gave no, no, she wasn't not, part of the Death yeah, Watch. Death Sabine, Watch. Sab- Sabine Wren was in the little ragtag group with um, Ezra Bridger, and she got the Darksaber, but she gave it to Bo-Katan the last we saw. And then the very last thing we see is in the last episode of Rebels, um, Ahsoka comes back, it gets R- Sabine Wren, and we kind of assume they're going to go try and find Ezra. Right. And Sabine's pretty cool. She's um her like shtick is that she likes is like an artist Mandalorian. So like her armor is all like pink and purple and different colors, and she spray paints everything and she makes like explosive spray yeah. paints. So she'll like tag a thing with like the rebel symbol and then later she can make it explode. Oh, okay. Which <laughs> is yeah. pretty cool. She's she's awesome. And cool. she learns how to wield uh the dark saber. So like she could wield a lightsaber if she wanted to, and she has a jetpack and all the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. tries to give her sword lessons. It was an interesting episode, uh, but yeah, yeah, Sabine's one of the like a fan favorite from that show. So I, uh-huh. I'm a little surprised she hasn't showed up yet. But I like how the first season of Mandalorian was pretty self-contained, and this season is kind of branching out a little bit with more characters mm-hmm. from the greater universe because there's so many out there. Okay, oh, so many. That's pretty rad, though. So, so this sets up a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how did they leave off? Did he leave Corvus at the end of the episode? Yeah, he yes. flew off, left Ahsoka there to figure out. She was standing next to the new headman of the the town mm. that was the dad in yeah. the alley. Yeah. So how they kind of how the episode ends, how they leave it is is so their deal they come to is he's like, I'll help you take back the city if you agree to chain to uh, train little Grogu. And she's like, All right, cool. But he didn't know she had her fingers crossed behind her back, like <laughs> rookie mistake. Mm. So, so afterwards, she's like, I'm not going to train him. And she's like, but we had a deal. This is the way. And then she's like, nah, son. She's like, she basically sends them to, he's like, you need to go to this place where there is one of the oldest Jedi. It's like one of the first Jedi temples and have him sit on the little stone and he will choose his path, whether it be good or bad. And when he sits there, when when a Jedi sits on that stone, it's basically like a megaphone in the force. Like any force sensitive person will like, oh, something's going down over here. There's a Jedi there. So it could lead to Jedi coming, like maybe Ezra or another Jedi, or it could lead to some Sith coming over and be like, what's up? Or depending on how some cigarettes? I think he can send out like a uh, like good side or dark side signal kind of yeah. thing so like it could be jedi that come or it could be like darth maul we, should still be kicking around oh uh, that would be awesome oh yeah oh, wait no see ray park again. never mind darth maul's not around anymore darth maul's dead oh. yeah well My allegedly bad. um he's been dead before so it's entirely true <laughs> do you think that the first or early jedi temple they're going to is the place where luke was hanging out in no, this has no. actually never been mentioned in live action stuff before the planet typhon i think it was it, it's it's in for it's one of the video games that Tim may or may not have played. 
It was mentioned in the video game, and it was also talked about in the Dr. Afra comic, which I believe is canon. Uh, but this is the first time in a live-action adaptation it's it's been mentioned as, like, this holy ancient Jedi planet. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the first one, first Jedi temples. So it's a big deal going here. Sweet. So, um... So that's why we're saying the name of the episode is called The Jedi. I don't think it's about Ahsoka. It's about this the last little bit here of saying, no, you need to go here and summon an actual Jedi. Because I kept waiting for her to say, like, I am no Jedi or something like that. But I guess... Which they set her up in in the first scene when she when she's talking to... After she kills all the people in the forest and she goes to the the, the wall, which is a very short wall. Um, yeah, that's, she can easily jump she, over it. Like... Yeah, the lady the lady says something like calls her a Jedi and it totally sets her up like in the Rebels to say I'm no Jedi and she didn't. But she also was basically like saying I'm not a Jedi. She's probably just sick of explaining to people, no, I'm not really a Jedi. I just have some of this. I was trained by Jedi and I have their skills and their weapons, but I'm not really a Jedi. You know, I'm just kind of force sensitive is the term I like to use. You know, like she's got to be sick yeah. of explaining that after 40 something years. I'm not a Jedi. I'm just... For spiritual, <laughs> force curious, yeah. Um, so that's that's it. So we could have Ezra Miller, we could have Boko Raton, we could have uh, Ezra Grand Bridger. Admiral Thrawn. Uh, this all these are all really exciting things. Yeah. Uh, do we think any of them will pop up in the next episode, or are they are they Chris Claremonting setting seeds for significantly farther down or spinoffs? My money is uh, Moff Gideon comes back in the next episode. I was shocked he didn't show up at the end here. I thought he was going to yeah. like take Grogu because and the tracker then like him and Ahsoka would team up to go get Grogu back. Oh, what I thought was going to happen. So they're going to go to the Jedi Temple and then uh, Gideon's going to show up. Not only is there, are they tracking him with the, yes. the thing and the thing, but he's also going to be going to the see, force I think, megaphone. See, I think on that note, Ahsoka is going to go do her Thrawn thing and we'll find out about that either later this season, next season of Mandalorian, or in her own spinoff. Do you think in the next episode then, that we will have Gideon talking to Thrawn, taking orders from him? That'd be sweet. By via radio or I mean, a helicopter. If that happened, I would I would need to change my underwear. <laughs> I just chissed myself. <laughs> yeah, introducing Thrawn. I would like to see he's him be huge. the big bad guy. That'd be he, super cool. He's one of the most he's one of the most like crazy cool bad guys you see. Like he is so into like he's like He's like a super stupid smart. This is a kind of villain that you would really like, Tim, I think. Thrawn? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he's yes. not the kind of guy that's going to go and fight them himself, but he will manipulate things to get them in situations that are very dangerous and whatnot. Okay. I like that a lot. Very easy. He zinchy. just sits up and is like, dance, puppets, dance. I like, <laughs> I like the long game gentleman. Yes. Yeah, definitely, you know, you're kind of villain. Yeah. So, all right, cool. But is villain. he bad? Is he bad to be bad though, or is he like? I'm not really sure what his motivation is, other than oh, no. he works no. for the empire. His, his motivation is he has no soul. He is just his eyes are red. That's, all <laughs> that, that's racist, Craiger. <laughs> all Chiss's eyes are red. <laughs> he could have contacts. He could, but he chooses not. not to. That's his natural eye color. That's all of their natural eye color. They're always blue skinned, red eyes, black hair. That's just how it goes. That's just what being a chiss is. I think there's more to being a chiss than just how you look. That's kind of racist. <sighs> all right. Fair. <laughs> all right. But that's it for this episode. Um, hope everyone had a great holiday. Hope everyone really enjoyed this episode because there was a red stuff going on watching Ahsoka run around with those uh, those white 
you know, LARP swords is pretty, pretty rad. <laughs> Once again, uh, this has been the space between I was your host, uh, Tim. I have no idea what any of us are talking about here. Uh, France with me as always is my co-host, uh, author of Lanny girl without fear and host and game master of grim podcast of perilous adventure, a WFRP fourth edition actual play here on the network. Dan Cole. Mm -hmm. And also he's my baby boys and hopefully yours too. He is once again, like the star, literally the only reason to watch, uh, wreck my podcast, check them out. Mm -hmm. um over at you know the place where you get your podcast just type in wreck my podcast where they go over um nostalgic stuff from the past and see if it uh gets wrecked or not exactly and we we usually keep our knobs in our pockets so they are yeah so knobs come out but not during um introductory business meetings no they save the knobs, knobs for are like a halfway point kind of thing right you got to work up to the knob yeah. You get a broad base and then head towards the knob. But <laughs> exactly. Make sure to check out all of the other great content on the Professional Casual Network. We stream on Mondays, twitch.tv slash professional casual network, where we stream Marvel Crisis Protocol, a Marvel heroes and villains tabletop minis game. So good. Every Thursday is a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, which is the the Wufurp. Warhammer Fantasy role play, actual play here on the network on Thursdays and Fridays. Check out Elite Eight Showdown with host Big Chuck, where we take a bracket of eight teams that could be about anything and everything, and we fight them together <laughs> uh, against each other. We argue a lot, and there's a bunch of just awful, awful characters that no one likes um, <laughs> that pop up from now and then mm -hmm. also december 21st monday we will launch our new show the lost omens a dungeons and dragons pathfinder 2 actual play going through the adventure path extinction curse which is about running and operating a creepy old circus it's a whole lot of fun it's going to be great check them out on youtube as well link is in the show notes and i feel like we have another show right Coming out right now? A regular show right now? A regular show. Uh, no, a couple of them kind of ended. If you were curious. Big Fiction Energy. Yeah, if you were curious about that Lanny Girl Without Fear book, it is uh, pretty rad. And it was done as an audio series, drama, an audio drama series here on the network um, on the Big Fiction Energy podcast. Uh, the whole thing is out. You can experience the whole book um, with uh, Dan, the author, as well as myself and uh, Dan's... Um, Wife. Wife. <laughs> uh, Danny voicing all the characters. Um, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a blast. You can also check out that book, obviously, on Amazon or, uh, you know, any place that you buy books. Are there bookstores? Is that a thing anymore? There are some bookstores. It is on Amazon, yes. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can also check out beardeddragongames.online where you can pick up all of your gaming goodness uh, and needs, uh, especially right now. Uh, Cyber Week this week. You're it started yesterday. You're checking her out right now. You could go over to beardedragongames.online, use code Professional Casual to get free shipping and pick up D and D books, dice, Pathfinder stuff, Warhammer stuff, Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, board games, card games, minis games, pretty much anything you could possibly want. If you have a nerd in your life, you need to go over there and do them a salad. Lastly, we are also running a pretty great, super cool promo. 
over at teespring.com slash store slash professional casual network. Maybe I forget the actual link to that one. It's in the show notes. But if you use code eat giblets at checkout, you'll get 20% off. You could also use the code eat PCN if you wanted. Either one will give you 20% off. Uh, those codes are good through December, the first Friday in December. I forget what the date is. The 4th, 5th, 6th, something like that. Um, 4th. 4th. They're good through December 4th. So go over there, get some rad swag, and get a huge discount. Um, there you go. You know, that's about it. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye.